We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the RotoWire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Ben Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Benny, huge, gigantic, enormous four game slate here today for Thursday's action. How are you going to deal with the amount of options that are available today? You know, surprisingly, we have an 11-game slate for Wednesday and only a four-game slate for Thursday. But there are actually a few more teams on Thursday that are in good paced-up spots to produce some fantasy value. So I'm actually having a tougher time with this four-game slate than I did with the 11-game slate that we had on Wednesday because uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can go here. Yeah, absolutely. So that makes uh, a ton of sense. Uh, overall, uh, we can take a look at what we've got uh, on tap. We've got L.A. Sack, who, you know, there's like if there's um, a defensive possession that happens in that game, it might be uh, like somebody's going to have a heart attack. Sack was uh, the Kings, too. Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker, uh, you know, with on Tuesday night with freaking Darren Williams. I think that was a game they actually deserved to them. They fought so hard with, with Ray John Rondo and Omri Caffrey out and still almost won. So... I'm sick to my stomach about that right now. I hope they get revenge on the L.A. Lakers. So we'll talk about that. We've got um, Houston at home against a 
depleted Utah team as well. Chicago Bulls and Jimmy Buckets um, continues to make it rain up against Boston, who's, uh, you know, no slouch of their own. And then we got Atlanta at Philly. So, um, you know, Philly's a team that we always like to target, and so we'll see how many how much exposure we can uh, get to the Hawks f- uh, for Thursday's action. Uh, i got to let you also know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is always available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review, and subscribe, please go ahead and do so. All right, Benny, let's go ahead and kick it off at the point guard position and talk about your top options for Thursday's action. Yeah, my top options are going to have a lot to do with some of the injury news. So let's uh, let's kind of go through some of that real quick, and you know, you guys will understand why I'm looking where I'm looking here. Um, well, let's start with Ish Smith. Ish Smith is the one guy who doesn't have any injury news to worry about, and I kind of hopped off of him after he had some bad games against the Lakers and the Clippers, and then he came back against Minnesota and put up 48 fantasy points over on DraftKings. 21 real-life points, 11 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals, played 30 minutes. I mean, $7,000 is a lot of money, but this guy has gone over 40 fantasy points in three of his last five games. So since coming over to Philly, I mean, he's he's been doing it. He's been giving you six, seven times value. So I think that he's still somebody we have to consider. Um, Atlanta does play a little bit paced up, so this isn't a horrible spot for Philadelphia. And I think it's basically going to come down to whether or not they can stay in the game. If, you know, we see 30 minutes out of Ish Smith with the way he's been playing, you know, I think he can be a solid option for you. Yeah. Um, you know, moving on down from him, this is where we start getting into some of the injury news. Uh, Rajon Rondo was out last night in that epic, you know, overtime game that they had. And Darren Collison stepped in at the point, put up a really big number, although that number's a little bit inflated with the overtimes. But, I mean, even at the end of regulation, he still had about 30 fantasy points for under $5,000. So if we get Rondo sitting out again, I think Collison is definitely a good cheap option that you want to look at. And then over on the L.A. Lakers side, you had D'Angelo Russell, who was sick and missed the game last night as well. And you also had Kobe Bryant, who sat out. So if you have no Russell and no Bryant... That's going to open up more minutes for you know a guy like uh, like Jordan Clarkson, who we've been begging to see get more minutes anyway. Um, so I think Clarkson and Collison are both guys who I'd look at there. Jeff Teague hasn't really been doing much lately, so I don't know if I really want to roll him. Isaiah Thomas has gotten very expensive, so I don't know if I really want to go with him. Um, so for me, it's probably going to be guys like Ishmith, Darren Collison, and, um, you know, Jordan Clarkson, depending on how some of the injury news works out at point guard. Yeah, I agree there as well. And uh, the way I, I'm, I'm approaching this situation here, too, is, like, you're kind of going to need to keep yourself, like, relatively safe uh, with, you know, your your level of production with lineup lock because Darren Carlson could easily be shifted off my roster if uh, Rajon Rondo plays. If Rajon Rondo plays, he's my top option uh, there for uh, for cash games, and you can make a case... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for uh, for GPPs, there's a totally fine with Ish Smith uh, there uh, as well, and um, you know Isaiah Thomas against Chicago. I think it's somebody else that deserves consideration. Chicago Bulls have been you know coughing up um, a ton of points um, in terms of uh, DVP at the uh, point guard position here all season long, and you know you know uh, Derrick Rose is one of the primary guys responsible for that. Chicago, uh, you know fifth most fancy points uh, on the over just the the, the last week. Uh, 
uh, overall. And, um, you know, take a look at the season-long numbers. I don't believe they're too much better. They are not. They are also fifth for the season. So um, no matter how you slice it with Darren Carlson in, I'm sorry, uh, Derek Rose in or out of the lineup, Chicago is a great team to target defensively at the point guard position. You wouldn't, I don't know if people necessarily knew that uh, by chance because we've been taking, you know, more uh, obvious options like the L.A. Lakers, Suns, the Nuggets, and to a lesser extent Sacramento Kings, too, who are sixth in, in DVP. So, you know, which, why, which is why Jordan Clarkson um, – on this list makes sense, but actually, you know, in reality, Jordan Clarkson is actually a two, um, but that doesn't matter for, um, you know, defensive purposes because Sacramento Kings, I believe, are even worse in terms of DVP at the shooting guard position where Jordan Clarkson actually plays, which which also makes uh, Lou Williams a strong play there as well. Um, since we don't have too much to cover, I think that's going to pretty much, like, narrow it down for me. I'm not going to really go outside the box too much here uh, in this spot. Are, are you with me there? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, like I said, it's pretty much a straightforward list to me those are pretty much the only guys that i'm considering um you know the isaiah thomas one i might have to look into a little more my my biggest beef with him is that he's getting kind of pricey right now um as long as avery bradley stays out i think i do like him though because he's seeing a few more minutes and you know we'll really get to the swerve when we talk about like evan turner and shooting guards for you know if bradley stays out who who i like the most um, on that Celtics team, but I, I could see the Isaiah Thomas thing. He's somebody that's interesting too. Okay, fair enough. Um, and the, the last thing I'll say too here is for the, those of you who care, I don't care necessarily for this slate, but me, I mean, maybe you will care if you if you're if you want you you know want to go into a different direction. Is a Dennis Shooter has officially removed himself from the doghouse somehow after uh, you know back to back you know DMP CDs there and a 11 minute performance. In the game before that against Indiana, comes up with 25 minutes and scores 20 fancy points. You know, not anything crazy, but you know his price is relatively cheap. Uh, yeah, across most sites, so you something yeah. tabs on also as well. The the big thing with that for me in this game is I actually would have liked Jeff Teague a little bit more than I think I do going up against Philly, mm-hmm. but I saw the same thing you did with uh, Schroeder, and if he's going to be getting a couple more minutes, it usually comes at Teague's expense. Um, so I think we got to tick Teague down a little bit, which is why I don't have him on my list of guys that I'm looking at here for that reason. So that's kind of how I look at that news and the and the way that I'm kind of going with it. I don't think I would play either of them yet, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that you know Schroeder being out of the doghouse definitely hurts Teague a little bit. I think you went like French Canadian on me with um, Schroeder there. I think it's actually Schroeder, which d- it doesn't look like that's the way it's pronounced, by the way. But if you want to make him French Canadian rather than um, I believe well, is he from Germany or something like that? Anyway, so, you know. yes, yeah, I believe that he actually is. He doesn't look it at all, but yeah, I believe it's actually Schroeder instead of Schroeder. But if I, don't you, know, I like Schroeder better. That it, it does. It sounds more classic yeah. to be honest with me. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like a little air of sophistication uh, that that his name didn't have before. So maybe we could just stick with that. I'm fine with that if you are. Yeah, it's like Joe Dirte. Don't don't try to church it up there. You know. Yeah, I want to tell you right now too. Um, speaking of names. There as well, um, you know the. You're, I know you're a college basketball guy, um, Perry Ellis for the Kansas Kansas Jayhawks. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to say one thing about this guy. Okay, um, um, classy looking suits at prices that you can afford. You know, that's what. Is it, that's what. Is I, it, go ahead. I was going to say, is it like the old New York Giants well dressed Armani Tumor nickname? <laughs> yes, well dressed Armani Tumor. Perry Ellis, that's what he should he should go by. You know, if I interviewed him, I would be like, hey, I just got to say, love your suits. You know, 
uh, well dressed and you know prices that I could definitely afford. So yeah. got to hats off to Perry Ellis for that. All right, shooting guard is up next here, uh, Benny. Let's talk about your top options here for Thursday. Yeah, I think people are going to be looking at James Harden, but I don't know if I really love him against this Utah team. Um, Utah's been playing at a slower pace, and Harden's so expensive that you really need some big upside. The reason why I think I don't love him so much is I'm a huge Jimmy Butler fan. Even with Derrick Rose back right now, Butler is still playing like, you know, this is his team now, basically. And I think it should be because, you know, he is one of the best players in the NBA at this point. He has put up 50 fantasy points in back-to-back games, had 40 fantasy points in two games before. He is getting a little pricey, um, up of to, what is he at now, like 8300 over on uh, on FanDuel. I think he, he's somewhere around 8000 on DraftKings as well. But again, as long as he's putting up those kind of numbers, I mean, he had 40 real-life points the other night on his way to like a 55 fantasy point performance. So he's going up against Boston. Boston plays at that high pace. He doesn't. He most likely is not going to get Avery Bradley defense. It's a, there's a good chance Avery Bradley's going to be out. Um, I don't think they're expecting him back until either at the end of this week or the beginning of next week. So Jimmy Butler is probably going to be my top option of guys that I'm going to spend up on. And then from there, you have a lot of guys in that mid range that are pretty interesting to me. Um, Rodney Hood has been picking it up. He's gone 40, 43, 35 fantasy points in his last three games. Uh, without, you know, Alex Burks in there. So he's really picked up the scoring. We've been expecting him to do that. And it looked like he wasn't going to for a little while, but, you know, he has absolutely exploded lately. So I think he's someone you can look at. Uh, He's like 52 or 5,300 on FanDuel the other day. Um, 55, I think, over on DraftKings. So I think he's in play on both sites. I think you can look at him. We also have, depending on how some of the injury news works out, like I said, if Avery Bradley's out, you've been getting some good numbers out of Evan Turner lately. Uh, his price is coming up a little bit, but I still think that he's somebody that's a viable option and is in play. Um, wanted to get your opinion on this because I know you're a Sacramento Kings fan. If Rondo sits and Caspi sits, or I, I, actually this is what I really wanted your opinion on, who do we need to see out to keep this Marco Bellinelli explosion that's been going on for the last week going? Would he, would he benefit more for Caspi being out, or would he benefit more from Rondo, or is it a combination of the two of them that gives him more time? Because he's been playing like 30 minutes a game over the last four games and putting up 25 to 35 fantasy points at like below 4K. So I think he's definitely someone we got to look at. But how do you think that Caspi and or Rondo playing affects him more, and, and what would you like? Like what would Obviously the ideal situation would probably be both of them being out, but... Mm-hmm. Where do you see his minutes going if one of them plays or, you know, obviously if both of them plays, I think it takes him off the table. But, you know, how how would you work out that whole situation? It is really related to both, to to be honest with you. But for the most part, it's actually um, Rajon Rondo. Because what's happening here is or what they originally had set up was for Darren Carlson to play a a good amount of minutes at the two. Mm-hmm. Um, alongside Rondo here in fourth quarter action, and which would just keep Bellinelli limited to like the eighteen twenty minutes he had as you know um, backup shooting guards, you know, with a few minutes at the at the three off the bench here. But once you shift Darren Carlson into a full time point guard role, um, then you opens up some extra minutes that um, he would have, he would take away from Marco Bellinelli at the two. So you, Rajon Rondo is your guy that's going to give you the green light to keep Marco Bellinelli in your lineup. If he's not, even if he's not in the lineup, it still might be a good play because LA is bad there right. over, um, overall. And he, he did actually play some three um, 
in yesterday's game against Dallas. So to me, he's still okay um, in, in terms of GPPs uh, there as well. But to answer your question, Rondo is definitely the guy that you're looking for. And the, and the price tag return is amazing at under 4K on DraftKings, by the way. 9.6, 7.2, 6.8, and 9.3 times value. There mm-hmm. overall, you only need like 25 fancy points for you to be like in a really good spot for GPPs from Bellinelli. So he's one of my favorite plays uh, there as well. Want to quickly say something about James Harden for those of you who are thinking about the fade, and I understand your point of view because the price tag return has not been as good as Jimmy Butler's, so you're absolutely correct. Then one thing you need to know here is that um, Utah defense is bad, all around bad um, mm-hmm. for in, in these last couple of weeks here without David Derek Favors. So um, even with Favors, it's you know still not what it needs to be, and it's going to be close to getting fixed here pretty quickly because Derek Favors is improving. And uh, I've, uh, Rudy Gobert is traveling with the team. So those are two things that you need to know that could drastically change the outlook. But right now, Utah is a team to target. Rodney Hood has um, put uh, the DVP for the Utah Jazz in a really bad spot um, over the over the past week. I believe they're bottom eight. And... Um, and you take a look at what they have at the on ter- in terms of defense. You know Jeff Withey and Trevor Booker isn't is not nearly as formidable and or scary as Derek Favors and or Rudy Gobert in the mix. So that puts Jimmy, uh, I'm sorry, James Harden back in at least the GPP mix for me. I probably would mm-hmm. skip him for cash games, um, but I think you need to take a look there with with him. Uh, same situation too with Rodney Hood uh, as well. It's getting a ton of minutes and he should be in a good spot against James Harden in. In a you know in a game where you know Houston plays with a ton of pace, so they're going to force um, you know Utah to sort of try to try to match in that spot. Um, we already mentioned Lou Williams uh, there as well as you know Sacramento and the, that that uh, spot to target. I think it actually gets better in terms of DVP, even though Sacramento is already bad with Derek Carlson in the mix over Lou um, over Rajon Rondo. So Lou Williams is definitely going to be a guy from that I will. Um, roll into my lineups and you take a look at the the price tag path aside from the Golden state warriors game which is like playing the spurs to me i'll just throw that game out i don't care what happened with the line and it's not good for lou williams but i'm fine with that set 9.3 7.56 and 5.5 times value returned on from lou williams in the in those past four games so that's like a perfect cash game play for me um where you know if you want to spend up at at a couple other positions it does not have to be at shooting guard or you can just pair him with harden or butler if you want in those two spots. And the last guy I really want to um, sort of throw out there too is Nick Stauskas, um, who is, you know, starting to become a little bit more fancy relevant. Uh, it, he's, uh, he, he only scored 30 fancy points, but he hit six trays and 18 points with four uh, rebounds and three assists. And he's made his way back into the starting lineup over the past three games, played 28 minutes in three games straight. And he's super, super cheap, like right now, 400 above minimum salary. So mm-hmm. he's a GPP option for me as, as well. Uh, the one good thing about him against Atlanta defense is he'll get Kyle Korver on the other side of the ball. And over the past week, Atlanta has allowed more fantasy points to opposing shooting guards than any other spot. That's Kyle Korver all day. All right. So, um, you know, next house to me deserves to be in some GPP lineups. I don't love him overall, but like the price is just way too cheap to ignore. Overall, he needs to do next to nothing to hit, you know, value at, on a $3,400 price tag. So um, those are my shooting guard options. Anybody else that you want to um, talk about or chime in on for the, some of the guys that I mentioned? No, nah, Lou, Lou Williams was the um, only other guy that I still had on my list that we hadn't mentioned, but you, you brought him up and we talked about it. I mean, it has a lot to do with, you know, the extra playing time that he's getting with Kobe and D'Angelo Russell out. So as long as that situation, you know, 
remains the way it is, I think, even if it doesn't, I mean, Lou Williams has been the guy who is actually seeing the most time of anybody in that backcourt. You know, we, we both think that Clarkson should be that guy, but, you know, Williams has been that guy lately. So even if those guys are back, I still think he's kind of viable. Um, you know, still pretty cheap. You know he can put up some points. He's very scoring dependent, which is the only thing that gives me some pause with Lou Williams. You know, he can get you 20 points pretty easily, but if he doesn't get you those 20 real-life points, a lot of times he falls short of his fantasy value. But I definitely think that he's somebody that should be on your short list for this, this four-game slate anyway. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there as well. So, well, Lou Williams is that guy. You're like, really? You're going to be that guy? Yeah, every once in a while he's going to throw up like a clunker, like a legit just like why the heck did I even consider putting this guy on my roster, but mm-hmm. more often than not he gives you some pretty solid value for 4 or 5000 and you you play in a cash game and the guy, you know, you don't use him and the, the other guy does and you're like, "Ah, how did I forget Lou Williams?" and you know, he he's bitten me on both sides. I've been on the right and the wrong side of him on on certain days and uh you know, he's somebody that at the very least I respect at this point. I totally agree with you there as well. Somebody else that you definitely need to give strong um, consideration to um, against the Sacramento game. It uh, it, it is on the road. Um, And, you know, there could be a little bit of a revenge factor too. I don't know if you remember this, but last time Lakers traveled to SAC, they got smacked up hard, like blown out of the gym legitimately. And it's not like they, you know... Are the type of team that has you know that like so greatly improvements and they and they get an exact revenge, but you know that's got to be in the back of their mind. So I'll be hard pressed for the, for the Kings to serve them up twice by like thirty points like they did, um, you know, in the Kings home opener. So that should that should at least be in the back of their heads. I think there's some value to that. I don't know how to quantify that personally. There's no, you know, stat category for that per, uh, that mental aspect of it, but I, it, it factors in for me. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for the shooting guard position. Just want to let you know. Um, if for anybody out there who listens to this podcast and has not checked out the rotowired.com uh, free 10-day trial that gives you the lineup of optimizers for every sport that you could ever want, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, all the customized projections and up-to-minute depth charts um, and complete draft kits for all your season-long and DFS needs, um, we make them available for you on a free 10-day trial. Rotowired.com slash pod is where it's at, and, and it helps you pinpoint some optimal options there um for all your dfs lineups for and we use this information on this very show uh each and every day that we do so so if you want to check it out and get access to this exact stats and numbers price tags uh value uh, point returns there everything else that you need um and for and the information the projections that we use on this show you can do so for free try it out for yourself rotowire.com slash pod tell them josh and benny sent you and let us know uh that you enjoy it if it if it's working out for you all right, small forward up next on the slate here. Let's go ahead and talk about your top options here. Yeah, there's um a couple guys that I'm looking at. Uh, at the top, I think Gordon Hayward is a viable option. Um, he's been putting up some pretty good numbers. Houston is a high-paced team. It's not the greatest matchup with uh, Trevor Ariza, but you know he has a, because Houston is playing at such a high pace this year. We have seen guys. You know, even in tough matchups, we've seen like Beverly defense not be what it was and Trevor Reese's defense not be what it was. And it's not that these guys aren't still good defensive players. It's just the pace that they're playing at has allowed, you know, the guys on the opposite side of them to put up some big numbers. So I still think Gordon Hayward's in play. Um, you know, Rudy Gay, I don't know how I feel about Rudy Gay. I, I, I've kind of been debating this because 
He did put up like 40 fantasy points last night, but it took him the two overtimes to be able to do it. In regulation, he didn't really have a great game in the, you know, the four quarters. I was expecting more out of him without Caspi and, you know, Rondo, but I, I just feel, I mean, we've talked about this a, a whole bunch of times this year. I just feel like he's not the Rudy Gay that we've seen in years past with his scoring. And even though he is rebounding a little more and doing some more of some of the other stuff that they're asking of him, I just don't know if I like his upside here. So for me, if it's not Hayward, um, I don't like any of the cheap options. So I'd probably be looking at a a guy like Jay Crowder, who I think is very safe for cash games. Um, He's somebody that's getting, you know, we talked about this last time. He gets the most consistent minutes of anybody on that Boston team. There really aren't too many guys that he's sharing minutes with, especially if Avery Bradley's out because you don't really get any Evan Turner at the three. So it actually has been even a little bit of a tick up for him in the last couple games. And then the other guy I'm looking at is Kent Bazemore from uh, Atlanta. Going up against Philly, we know that that's a really good matchup. We've been playing guys against Philly all year long. Um, Bazemore has actually been pretty good the last couple games. He's had uh, 6x, 7.5x, 5.6x, and then 4.5x in his last four games. Playing around 30 minutes, his scoring is up. He had 26 points the other night on his way to 40 fantasy points. So I think that those are probably the guys I'd be targeting at small forward. Probably a mix of guys like Hayward, Crowder, and Bazemore. Um, Especially with Caspi out and me, you know, like I said, I'm not really loving Rudy Gay. I feel like I want to like Rudy Gay in this spot against the Lakers. But he's just let me down so many times that, I don't know, I can't really do it. Yeah, I'm okay with Rudy Gay in, in this spot. The Lakers are, especially if Kobe Bryant, well, I don't know, it actually might be better if Kobe Bryant's in the lineup, to be honest with you. So if Kobe Bryant gets activated for that, I think it's great for the level of exposure, too. And the prices come down from the from the high watermark of 7,400 this season. Actually, it was up to 77 to open the season. It's all the way down to 6,800. So the, the price has got, gotten a lot more reasonable. I agree with you that the production level has been you know low, but I, for GBP purposes, I'm fine against the LA Lakers because... Sacramento has like uh, like a personal vendetta. They hate L.A. more than any other team, even then, you know, just for, you know, obvious reasons, if you know the, the history about that situation uh, there as well. And so that's sort of carried over. But And I don't think it's the best play, having said that. I would rather Gordon Hayward in that spot who should get, like, the majority of the offense, particularly if Derek Favors sits again. So that's a better uh, top overall play for me. And for value, Jay Crowder is, like, the complete safe cash game option, like, like we've talked about there as well. She get a ton of minutes. Um, and is going to be matched up against uh, uh, Nico Miritich, I believe, again, if they keep the lineup intact the way that it currently is. So that should mm-hmm. be uh, pretty uh, pretty safe um, there as well. And then Kent, Kent Bazemore is a good swerve. I, I like him as well for, for GPPs. We never have to worry about Philadelphia and what they bring to the table on defense because there's nothing to bring. They don't have any defense uh, there overall. And um, over the for the season, too, well, um, 76ers uh, last in uh, DVP to the, to the small forward position just uh, above the Washington Wizards, who had been holding down that spot for quite some time. But Philly said, listen, we're not going to let you beat us at being the worst defensively anywhere, particularly at the small forward position. We'll, we'll, we'll give up more points. We'll do what it takes to be number one <laughs> in fancy points allowed to the small forward position. And they've done it. They've succeeded. And now they have something to hang their hat on. So congratulations to them for being the worst. Uh, and that's going to be Kent Bazemore. So I'm with you there as well. And I, I take a look at some of the swerves there as well just to try to make a case for somebody. I can't. Can't, can't play Jeremy Grant. He's uh, terrible. You know, Robert Covington, he's just the offense has completely fallen off a cliff, you know, despite the fact that we were 
you know, in a good spot there to begin the season. But now that even though the price has come down from the 7,200 range there as well, his offense has completely fallen apart. He isn't doing anything yeah. of value there as well. And got limited to six minutes, too, in the last game as well. So there's some serious haterade being poured Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what happened there. He, when he first came back, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, there was, like, a four- or five-game run where he was, like, almost a must-play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his value comes, especially on DraftKings, a lot of his value comes from the fact that he used to knock down the three-pointer pretty consistently, and he got a lot of, like, blocks and steals. He gave you a lot of those defensive stats, which, you know, we talk about it all the time. You're getting two points for a block, two points for a steal. You get a guy that gets five or six of those in a game, like, that adds up pretty quick, especially when he was, like, 53, 5,400. But, I mean, since then, he has just fallen. Like, and it, it has been quick. Like, he has straight gone from, like, a 40, 50-point-a-game producer those first couple games back to, like, single-digit fantasy points. I mean, he has fallen completely off the table. So, I agree with you. He's he's not even anywhere near my radar at this point. Yeah, I totally uh, agree with you there as well. So, that's the way that we're going to shake it. We're going to keep it limited to... Draw the line at Bazemore and move forward to the power forward position for Dursley. And let's talk about your top options here. There, there's actually a lot of guys here that are kind of interesting. Um, obviously, DeMarcus Cousins up top going up against the L.A. Lakers. I think he's in play. Yes, he's expensive. Yes, you need a lot of fantasy points out of him. Um, you know, don't really get too crazy with that last game because, again, it went into double overtime. But even if you take that game off the board, you're looking at him going for 65, 48, 41 he had a bad game against golden state which we can excuse and then 51 and 51 in his last five games so he's basically averaging you know over 50 fantasy points in in five of his last six games i'm not including the golden state game which we can excuse and he played horrible um only played 12 minutes in that game and i'm not going to include the dallas game last night where he put up 74 fantasy points um but again he did it you know in like 50 minutes, which is something you're not going to see out of him on most normal nights. But still, at $10,000, if the guy can get you 50 fantasy points, that that makes him a cash game safe play. So I think you got to consider him. Um, Also, like Paul Millsap, you know, again, I mean, we keep picking on the Philly defense, but there's a reason why, because it's something we've been doing, you know, all season long. Millsap had a bad game last time out against the Knicks. Um, but the four games before that, 49, 45, 56, 47 fantasy points in a little over 30 minutes. Um, you know, he's been sc- his scoring has been up. He's been putting up over 20 points a game. So I think he's another safe option that you can pay up for. I actually like his price at only $8,000. I think that's a little bit cheap for him. So he was the guy I told you guys I used all the time earlier in the season. Um, you know, hadn't been using him as much lately, but he's kind of back on my radar. And then from there, you got a whole bunch of guys that I think we should talk about because there's a few interesting options depending on how you go. You got guys like Taj Gibson, who, you know, had been playing very well and then kind of fell off a little bit in like the 4X range and then exploded for 45 fantasy points against Milwaukee in a game that I don't think anybody thought was going to be that high scoring last night. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Miritich, who's also listed as a power forward. You know, you kind of mentioned him a little bit already. Obviously, we don't like his defense, but offensively and for fantasy purposes, he's another guy that can put up numbers, and he's been getting minutes. Um, Even on that same team, a cheap option, Bobby Portis has been playing over 20 minutes a game. His price has come up a little bit, so it's not the dirt cheap 3,000 minimum where you only needed like 16 or 18 points out of him. So he has struggled a little bit to reach value, but um, I think he's a viable option too. 
And then as much as I hate to say it because, you know, I love Julius Randle, Larry Nance has been playing well and he's getting the minutes. So I'm not going to fight with who I think the better player is. If I see that the coach has given Nance 25 to 30 minutes like he has been lately and Nance is putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points and doing so at like 4K, you know, it's great if we're going to sit here and argue that Julius Randle's the better player. But as long as Nance is getting the minutes, he's the better fantasy player. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. So, you know what? For for me personally, um, I'm going out of my way to get Cousins into my lineup this weekend. There's not just a Sacramento bias thing. He's absolutely just been a destroyer these past couple of games. He's elevated his level the past couple of games, and you know, obviously he get he got a bump up, um, you know, in the in the double OT uh, performance against Dallas um, at home, you know, and you know came up with a crazy 73.75 fantasy points on 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 Fanduel. I'm sorry, on DraftKings. There as well, but the LA Lakers are an absolute mess. Uh, Larry Nash Jr. is going to look like you know one of the uh, security guys in Jurassic World when it's all said and done here. Uh, for after Marcus to Cousins is done, he's going to get eaten alive, right? like literally eaten alive. And same for Julius Randle. So, um, but the the good side of that is is you know the, the Kings are just not known for uh, you know playing a ton of defense. Uh, overall, so you know you can definitely get Larry Nance Jr. in the mix on the other side of it. That actually would be a very good pairing, and that and that's probably what I'll try to do in that spot because the price is so so cheap, forty five hundred, and that allows you to, to to pay the the ten k ish price tag that you're going to have to pay uh, on Demarcus Cousins to get him into the lineup there. But you know we're talking about monster double doubles here, even like regular um, you know um, season action against OKC 64 fancy points with 33 and 19 which is absolutely insane um, so yeah it's been he had six steals too uh, by the way and you know the stat that I know that you love the month the most uh, two three-pointers that he ended up hitting here uh, in that game so I know you're always talking about how you love the stretch four and you wish that more people more centers would step outside and try to expand their range, Benny, and he's doing just that. So he's giving you what you wanted. See, you're trying to you're trying to get me upset right now, <laughs> and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna you know it's a new year. I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. <laughs> so I actually have absolutely no problem with the stretch four. Okay. I don't. I, I I like the fact that teams are using a stretch four. Mm-hmm. I just don't like Demarcus Cousins as a stretch four okay. because, like I said to you yesterday. If DeMarcus Cousins is standing at the three-point line shooting, you know, shooting three-pointers, uh-huh. who's rebounding for Sacramento? You realize you're taking the bait, like, completely right here. I know, but no, 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 I'm not, because I'm not getting upset about it. I'm just making the other side of the case here. Right. You, there, okay. are, there are certain guys that I have no problems with being a stretch for. There are certain guys whose skill set makes them a stretch for. Ersan Ilyasova is a stretch for. I have no problem with Ersan standing out 15, 20 feet away from the basket hanging out in a corner, pulling his man out there, and if his man decides to go in and help out and try to stop the dribble-drive penetrations, he can hit that shot, and that's fine. DeMarcus Cousins, when he's out there in a corner, though, there is nobody rebounding for Sacramento. And I realize that he's shooting a decent percentage, and he's doing all that, and that, that makes him oh, great, and everybody's happy, but he is the most dominant big man in the entire league. To have the most dominant big man in the entire league staying 20 feet away from the basket is a big reason why Sacramento loses games. It's a big reason why Sacramento sometimes is up 20 points. Vinny, you got to let it go. Standing in the corner and he's shooting threes and they wind up losing the lead because it is stupid. It is absolutely stupid to take somebody who's unstoppable five feet from the basket and have them stand 20 feet away. But you know what? If they want to do that, that's perfectly fine. He wants to be a stretch four. You go ahead and be a stretch four on a losing team. 
whatever you want to do. Fine by me. No problem. Not going to get upset about it. <laughs> it was just once. I want to see you not take the bait. I, <laughs> I can't. It drives me nuts. It literally like, drives me nuts to watch like him stand out taking there. Taking the wind up toy and going, and then like, let it go. And then like, you picked up the toy and you're like, no, we're not, you're, we're not going to play with this toy. And then you're like, you know what? You want to play with that toy? This is why you shouldn't play with this toy. And then it's like, you know. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. That's it. <laughs> okay. I regret it. I actually regret it because I thought you knew exactly what I was doing. And you did. And you still decided. You're like, listen, I'm going to – you know what? Josh wants it. He's going to get it. You want the rant? I'll give you the rant. All right. So there you have it. And now we're not talking about Kevin Durant. We're talking about the rant. Uh, yeah. As Demarcus Cousins says, stretch four. The debate. You know what? There's there's only four games tonight, so I figured we needed to kill some time, so I'd throw the rant in there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think we're all better for it. It's it yes. is quite entertaining overall, and we have revisited. You know, you know who's not better for it? The Sacramento Kings, who still <laughs> keep putting him in the corner and letting him shoot threes. <laughs> no one puts Demarcus Cousins in the corner. Yeah, okay? Nobody puts. Yeah, he puts himself in the corner. Right, That's exactly. the problem, right? If, unless he wants to shoot the three and make it, and he made two in the last two games. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we might be done with Power Forward. It's because it's going to get ugly if we keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Power Forward. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all done with Power Forward. That was epic, and it was amazing. All right. <laughs> I don't even know how to continue with the show. Um, yeah, we have to talk about here. Uh, this is where I was supposed to do my smooth um, host transition into Wix.com, but that's done. It's over with. I don't know. How, there's no smooth transitioning into that, so I'm just going to say, hey, Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you. Used by more than 70 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, and it all starts with a stunning website or a stretch four here at Wix.com. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, even video backgrounds, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every single day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to be worrying about your budget, too busy for scheduling appointments, or too busy to be um, trying to create a site for your own business. And when you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. So it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, time to put a bow on the show here at the center position with our top options for the Thursday slate. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I think um, there's a couple guys that you can pay up for, and I kind of like all all the guys that you can pay up for here. Uh, Pau Gasol has put up 50 fantasy points in his last two games. He is getting a little pricey. I think he's up to almost – I think he's still below 8K, but he's getting real close to that 8K price range over on DraftKings. But again, 50 fantasy points at 8K is still more than 6X value, so you really can't complain about it. He's been cash game safe and also giving you GPP upside. Um, Al Horford is really cheap and has been playing well lately, 6,600. Great matchup against Philly. We talk about it all the time, how Philly's a, a really good spot um, You know, for centers. Centers tend to get a couple more blocks against them. The one thing that I have noticed, though, is starting centers tend to play less minutes against Philly. I think it has a lot to do with the blowout factor um, and also a lot to do with teams actually kind of resting their starting centers a little bit against Philly. So just keep that in mind. Even though he is cheap and has been putting up numbers, there is a little bit of risk to him there. Uh, but 6600 on DraftKings is just such a good price for Al Horford with all the things that he can do, scoring, rebounding, even getting some assists and you know defensive stats. 
Dwight Howard has been a, a absolute beast lately. I think in his last four games, let me call up the game log here because I wrote down, you know, beast over his last four games here in my notes. Yeah, 60 fantasy points, 55 fantasy points, 40 and 37 fantasy points. And his price is only 7K, so you need about 42 out of him. So he's been putting up some monster stat lines, and he's been playing more minutes. Um, 38, 35, 37, 40 minutes in his last four games. So I think he's viable as well. Last game, he put up 38 fantasy points against Utah, and now they're getting Utah again, this time at home. Um, Again, Utah, you know, when people hear Utah, they automatically say, oh, good defense, you know, tough to go up. But remember, we're not playing Gobert in favors right now. So those guys are getting close to coming back. If they are back, that might change my opinion. But if he's going up against Booker and Withy, you know, I think it's still going to be a pretty good spot for him because he's been playing very well lately. Double-digit rebounds, double-digit points, you know, adding in a couple of the other stats as well. So I don't hate Dwight Howard either. And then, um, you know, guy that I just mentioned, Jeff Withy, again, as long as Gobert and Favors are out, if you need a cheap option, he's the only cheap option that I'm really looking at here today. I'm not going to mess with this whole Selinger Olenek thing for the Celtics. Um, you know, not going to be using a guy like Roy Hibbard. Uh, Jaleel Okafor is not back to playing the minutes or putting up the numbers that he was earlier in the season yet. So to me, the only guy that's a viable punt option I would look at is, um, you know, probably Jeff Withy. So I think I'm either spending up if I can or, you know, going down with a guy like Withy as long as uh, Favors and Gobert are still out. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. I'm um, Jeff with or without the without me is going to be my guy. Jeff, Jeff Withy is I'm all in. On, on him as well. I think it's a great play. Um, and I love Dwight Howard as, as, as a call there as well. So I'm, ex- I'm good with exposure to both, um, by the way. And I think we do have to uh, still mention uh, Pau Gasol in that mix there as well. The 52 and 55 fantasy points on DraftKings in back-to-back games. Big uh, double-doubles with, you know, um, a good amount of assists. There are five assists and six assists in those two contests um, in games where, you know, Chicago. Chicago's been stepping up to scoring, by the way. You know, 102 mm-hmm. points or more in five straight games. Yeah. Uh, there as well, and 115 and 117. So they've been, you know, pacing it up and and loving it. And seven blocks too in those two games too for uh, for Pau Gasol. So he's been doing it all. One of the uh, top projected centers there, and and for good reason. And the price is very reasonable to me at 7800. Probably gets priced up to 8k. Um, you know, or maybe they hold it because Boston is is a, like fairly good defensively. But I don't care. I'll, I want I want exposure to all three: Gasol, Howard, and Withy. And Withy is sort of where I'll draw the line in terms of of, of value plays. Uh, overall, I'm still waiting for Dilo Okafor's the minutes to tick up there as well. Um, and but the right thing's sort of happening here. The prices continue to come down, down to 6100 as of January 4th. And you know, I want that once that price hits below 5k, I mean, sorry, below 6k into the 5k range, and the minutes trend back up like we, we expect them to at at some point here. I don't know what they're waiting for overall. I mean, the guy, you know, after this this injury, it's been four games. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they played him more minutes three games ago than they did in the, the, the game against the Clippers, or the, you know, which was a blowout. But who cares? You know, you still need to develop your guys. And the Minnesota game, which they lost by ten, they were in that game. So, uh, you know, nobody needs to like figure out what Brett Brown is doing. He's just terrible. 
in terms of rotation rotations. We already know that, but keep your eye on Jalil Okafor for future DFS contests. You know, maybe next week when they finally realize they should go back to playing him thirty minutes because that's the only legitimate shot they have. You know, but if they want to continue to sort of like you know micromanage their best score and say, hey, we need to limit his minutes because you know we're we're getting a real threat from the Phoenix Suns as you know to challenge us for worst team in the league. We need to maintain status quo here. Keep losing these games. So um, that, I don't know if that's a strategy or, or what it is. But, you know, regardless, the price has probably continued to sort of dive onto your little four, and there's going to be a point where you're going to want to jump back in if they ever come to their senses and start playing him 30 minutes like he should be played. So um, that's something to keep an eye on, something not to keep an eye on for today, but, for, uh, you know, for, for down the road there. So, um, yeah, I'm drawing the line at Withy. Howard's in the mix for me, and Gasol is a, is, a, is a very good option, and I'm really not too excited about anything else on this slate. Are, are you with me there as well? Yeah, I mean, like I said, the only other guy that I'm looking at, too, is Al Horford, um, who has put up some really big games in the last couple. He's basically alternated big games and bad games. Right. He had, you know, 44 against the Knicks, and then he mm-hmm. came back with 25 against Indiana. Then he had 58 against Houston and came back with 21 against the Knicks. And then he came back against the Knicks last night and put up 43. So, I mean, I can't really figure him. He's He's basically a GPP kind of play. But like I said, you know, Centers against Philly have been playing less minutes than they normally do against other teams, so that's a little bit of a concern. Um, you know, he did have a bad game last time they played Philly. He only had 25 fantasy points there, even though you know Atlanta won by like 30 or something in that game. So I don't really know how to take him. If anything, he's strictly a GPP play. Um, you know, but other than that, I mean, I agree with you. I like Howard, I like Gasol, and I like Withy, and that's probably where I'm going. All right, fair enough. That's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast. Don't forget, we're always on iTunes and Stitcher for your download and convenience. You can also check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at Josh JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another show, and we'll see you next time.